Hey, uh, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, Mark. Come on up, Mark. Um, mate, my apologies. Have I called you Matt today? No. Good. I, I was thinking... Not that I heard. No, good. Uh, I was hoping I hadn't. <laughs> for some reason, I sat down before and went, did I just call him Matt? <laughs> just for those who have joined us recently as a church, um, in the 19 years that I have been the pastor in this church, we have supported chaplaincy at Kiwana Water State College for all of those 19 years. All right. Some of you may not check the nitty-gritty in our budget, but at the moment it's approximately $7,000 a year wow. out of our budget that this church gives to chaplaincy, both at Kiwana and Bedina. Yep. All right? All right? So that's, that's a great commitment from you guys. The other one is we have um, cards up at Urban, and that money goes to chaplaincy. All right? So there's a whole bunch of different ways that... Yes, I, I saw the ones at the front, yeah, but the, the urban one, I was given a plug for the urban ones. Um, so, so we've got those things happening, and also um, we've been able to give out gift cards through Mark, and we've also done the hampers, and I think the hampers have been happening in the school for about 10 to 12 years at Christmas time. So we've got a good relationship with the school. We teach RI in the school. We're a part of breakfast programs and all those sort of things. So we've got a good connection uh, with the school and with Mark. Now, Mark and I, I consider Mark a friend, not just a colleague, and uh, we've uh, chatted through some stuff, some hard stuff, uh, we've prayed through some stuff, and we've prayed through some hard stuff. And I'm just glad, and I appreciate his time uh, to be able to be with us on a Sunday to share his heart and tell what God's got for him to share with us. So let's just pray for him, and then I'm going to ask some questions for you. Thanks, Tommy. Father God, thank you for Mark. Thank you for his heart and mm. for his passion for you and his, in your people. Thank you for the congregation he has over at Kiwana, which is massive and it's big and it comes with a whole bunch of different problems and, and challenges that, that we don't have in this place. And I pray, Lord God, that you would strengthen him for every day that he walks in that mm. school. I pray that he would know that he's never alone, he's not forsaken, that numerous churches around here love him, care for him and support him in prayer and finances into that school that it may continue to go forward and chaplaincy may continue to bring honour to your name in that mm. place. Mm. Thank you that these kids know that chaplaincy is there. And uh, if that's their only connection with the church, then, Lord, may it be a stronger connection than ever before. And we pray for more connections in and through that place, Lord. We thank you for him in mm. Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. Amen. So just before you preach, mate, a couple of quick questions. How long have you been a chaplain across the road? Um... Seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. Yeah. Excellent. That's a good good time. Yeah. That's a long time. And you're not a local, though, are you? Uh, not to Kiwana. It depends what you call a local. <laughs> I surf at the, the beach over you the road. You surf at the beach and you surf at Maloolabar. I've yeah. seen you at yeah. and But you live up on the, on the mountain, don't you? No, I'm living in Cotton Tree now. Oh, you're living in Cotton Tree? Yeah. So you are a local. Pretty pretty close you are across the river though that's yeah north side yeah north side yeah. okay and and what are some of your passions passions you can oh. mention some of those ones that you and i don't agree on yeah you're the blues a, i'm a blues yeah. supporter um and what was that other team st george st george love the dragons been a uh, uh I, I moved from adelaide when i was 15 to sydney and i discovered this game called rugby league and it amazed me how these grown men could just run full on into each other and I went, well, that's my sort of game. 
Uh, mate, and, and you it's, better, it's better than the gay F, um, the yeah, AFL. There's <laughs> AFL. No, AFL sorry. All right, all right. Um, and, and is it true you used to have a pizza shop? Yes, I had the Montville Gourmet Pizzeria for 17 years. Okay. I sold that uh, towards the end of 2020. So do you flip them in the air and then... Oh, I used to do all that stuff. Yeah. and Yeah, it's all for show. Hey, a pizza. It's all for show. Oh. I used to have a big moustache and I looked like Luigi and... Well, looking forward to hearing what God has to say through you today, mate. All yours. Yeah, thanks, Tony. You know, it's um, it's funny how God takes you on a journey, doesn't he? I I was listening to one of those songs and uh, about the eternal life and how we sort of moving towards. We all look towards getting to eternity, don't we? We that's our goal in life. And I just realised I woke up this morning and I went, I've been a Christian now. For longer than I wasn't a Christian and uh, I became a Christian when I was 32 so I turned 65 in September and I, I sort of scratched my head going how did I get this far you know from where I was to where I am now and uh, I've just done a three-week trip out to Birdsville and there was a, a concert out there three-day concert all the old 80s rockers and stuff and it's what I grew up with and I was listening to Richard Clapton and he was singing this song, uh, These Are the Best Years of Our Lives. And I thought about that and I went, you know what, God, I'm in the best year of my life. Right now is the best year of your life. Do, Do you believe that? Right now is the best opportunity you have to live the life that God created us for. And I went, oh, well, what's, how does this all fit together? You know, I'm, I'm in with 11,000 people singing with Richard Clapton playing in the middle of the desert. And it was dusty and everything. And it, it wasn't a great sort of atmosphere. And I'm going, this is the best. Right now is the best time of my life. And I think if we live our lives like that, that's what God has created, made us for. And I go... I was just thinking before sitting here going, I've been a chaplain now for nearly eight years and right now is the best opportunity I have to share Christ to a school community that doesn't know God. You know, I was amazed when uh, Donnie said before that he was a pastor and kids didn't know what a pastor was. Kids don't know what a church is. Kids don't know about the opportunity they have to live a better life. I mean, my life, my life as an, a non-Christian, I thought, was great. It was built around me, what I could do for me and how I could benefit me and everything I did. And then when I became a Christian, my life switched around and I became, how can I help other people? What is it that God wants me to do? And I remember, um, I've got a scripture here, it's Ephesians Ephesians 9 1 I think it is if I can just open up my technology now that I'm in the uh, 21st century I used to carry a paper bible now I carry one on an ipad so it says here Ephesians 1 9 I was right hey my memory's not that bad is that he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ Jesus. 
So he's saying that he created us, he formed us to do his good will, his good pleasure. And I went, hang on a minute. So God, you created us for your pleasure. I went, wow, isn't that amazing? And when we, when we live our life as, as non-Christians, when we live our lives for ourselves, we're not giving him pleasure. So we find ourselves stumbling around the place, wandering aimlessly. It says, uh, uh, if, if you live in Proverbs, it says those without, um, oh, I forget what it is. But you stumble around in the wilderness. You wander aimlessly. Unless you have these boundaries around your life. And I, I used to live life without boundaries. You know, my life was a life of excess, of pleasuring me. But then when I became a Christian, I realized that my life isn't about me anymore. It's about how I can serve, how I can live my life for God's purposes and his plans. You know, Romans 12, 1 says this. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. See, mercy is a wonderful thing, isn't it? God's mercy. We deserve to die. It says the wages of sin is death. We deserve to die. We deserve to be punished for the things that we've done wrong in our lives. But God's mercy says that he gave us life through Christ Jesus. Jesus paid for our sin on the cross so that we can then live a life for God. He's paid that debt. It says his, in view of God's mercy, to offer ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then it goes on to say, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and perfect will of God. You know, and, and, and I became a Christian when I was 32, and now I have this different view of life. I became a, a chaplain uh, eight years ago. I, I, was, I owned a pizzeria restaurant. And I got cancer and in 2012. And I went, okay, what, God, what, what am I doing with my life? This is a, a, a moment in time that changed my thinking. So here I was. I was running a restaurant eight days a week. Anyone who's had a small business knows that there's not enough hours in the day to do what needs to be done. So I was at this shop seven days a week from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. I'd come in and I'd make the dough and I'd make gelato and I'd, I'd make sauce and I'd prep all the food and I'd do all this stuff and then I'd serve customers all day long. And then at the end of the night, I'd send my staff home and I'd clean up. And then I'd go home and do the book work and, and phone up uh, suppliers and stuff and pay bills. It was just nuts. And... and God, I believe, paused my life. He said, Mark, this is a reflection time now. You've come close. You've had this cancer treatment and everything. Now it's a reflection time. And I said, I'll, se I'll sell the business, God. Whatever you want, God. And my son said, don't sell, Dad. I'll, I'll run it. So he stepped up. One good thing. He went from being an employee to running the business went to uni got a business degree all this stuff happened and um he said take some time off dad 
do what you need to do. So here I am, I'm playing golf, fishing. And um, I, I sort of took a bit of reflection time and says, okay, God, what is it that I want to do? But I was saying, God, what is it that you want to do? And then, But really, it was, what do I want to do now? And I thought, oh, yeah, I could do more surfing. I could spend, I was pastoring a church at the time. I'll put more time into the church. I can, I can um, do these outreach things with care outreach and visit farmers and do all this stuff. I've got all this time now. I can do all this stuff. And then um, I bumped into a fellow by the name of Chris Davis, who was the chaplain at Mullaney High School. And our church used to support, like you guys, and I want to honour this church, amazing church, support the, the work you've done supporting me and in the schools and in the community. Uh, it blows my mind. It's amazing. So I want to honour you and thank you for your support and ongoing support. It, it's, I consider Donnie as a friend. He's, uh, he's an amazing pastor. You guys are so blessed having Donnie as your pastor. Yeah, yeah. And the Sunshine Coast is, is blessed to have you here too. The work you do in, with the Life Saving Club and everything, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'll send him the bill. Good thing. But um, I, was, I was in Mullaney one day and I, was, I think I was going to play golf and, and I bumped into Chris and Chris said to me, he said, what are you doing, Greeny? And, he's, and I went, oh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm sort of semi-retired. I've, I'm seeking God and what he wants me to do. And um, he said, you know, you'd make a great chaplain. I went, oh, no, I haven't got time for that. I said, I'm busy seeking God, you know. I'm, I'm playing golf and fishing and all this. He said, no, you'd make a great chaplain. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, just brushed it off. And then that afternoon I get a phone call from uh, Kerry Evans, who's the um, sort of the big boss of Scripture Union on the coast. And he's, I knew him from youth ministry few years before and he's rang me up he said hey greenie how you going blah 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 he said i was praying this morning and 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 god put it on my heart to ask you about chaplaincy and i went yeah sure you've been talking to chris haven't you yeah he said no 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 i haven't seen him for weeks you know and i went oh yeah mate i'm seeking god on what to do and blah. meantime i'm going yeah i could plan this trip out west and and then the next morning i get a phone call from steve kyler he said hey uh Mark, he said, I was praying this morning and God put your name on my heart about chaplaincy. And I've gone, oh, come on, three witnesses. And I'm going, yeah, God, what is it you want me to do? I'm a bit thick, a bit thick. So, so it's a God thing that led me into chaplaincy. This is what I'm getting to. You know what um, this young man said this morning is that we, we listen to the Holy Spirit. We listen to God, but it's more than just listening it's obeying, doing what he's asking you to do. So I said, okay, I'll, if this is what you want, God, it's going to be easy. It's not going to be hard. You light my path. You guide my steps. You open the doors and close it. And it was a sim- very simple process to become a chaplain. I had all the qualifications. And I'd, I'd, I've been there for nearly eight years now. And this is why I believe... It's the best year of my life. You know, but Donnie knows the stuff I've been through the last 12 months and some of it was pretty horrendous. But I can still declare today that this is the best day of my life. 
right now, no matter what has happened before and what happens in the future, right now is the best day of your life. You're in the best place that God wants you to be, fulfilling his purposes. You know, what is it you want me to do, God? And I get asked all the time, how can we, what, what can we do to support chaplaincy? You know, the biggest thing you can do to support chaplaincy is do what God is calling you to do. Be the person that God wants you to be. Have an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying and obey that. You know, with the scripture you know, I was having coffee with Steve Kyler the other day and he was saying, you know, one of the things that, that he finds when he goes to a church is people always think, what do they want? They're either asking for money or volunteers. And he said, that shouldn't be our focus. Our focus should be encouraging people to be who God wants them to be because if you become the person God wants you to be, then you'll have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God's saying and you'll respond accordingly. You know, one of the things that Steve was talking about is, is encouraging people when they go through that 40K zone at schools, everyone does it every day, just pray for that school. Just a short prayer. God, I just lift up this school you now. I'm going through this school zone. I've slowed down to 40. See, most of the time we're going too fast to hear what God is saying to us. I've got to get here. I've got to get there. Life is so busy. Life is so hectic. And, and Steve said, well, when, encourage people is that as they're going through that 40 zone, as they have to slow down, just slow down in your spirit and say, God, I pray for this school. Lift this school up to you. Do what your will be done in this school. And I mean, that, that's all I do. I don't do anything. People ask me what I do as a chaplain. I don't do anything. I turn up to school. Some, some days, honestly, some days I sit in my office and all I do is pray. The students I'm supposed to meet with aren't at school or something's happened or an appointment passes by and I sit there and I used to sit there going, oh God, I should be doing something. I'll go and I'll walk around and I'll... And you know what? The older I get, the wiser I get, I believe. And... God's given me that time off to sit with him and pray. And sometimes that's all I do. Sit in my office for half an hour and just pray for the school. God, what is it that you want? God, I lift uh, these kids up that I'm working with. I'll pray for the kids and I'll pray for teachers. Pray for families. Now, families are struggling. Kids are struggling at the moment. But I get blessed through it all. You know, I remember one short story and I'll, I'll finish. I, I always say, God, I, I want to hear. Open my ears to hear what you're saying. And I was at school at one day. This is a few years ago now. And um, the principals rang me up and said, Mark, can you come down to the office? I want to meet this student. So this was a, a year nine student who had been expelled from Biwa. And uh, his mum and dad had split up and he was living with mum he was uncontrollable and year nine so he's 14 14 years old 15 he was on the streets he was using drugs he was getting drunk he was breaking into homes he was quite a violent kid he was in a gang mum pulling her hair out didn't know what to do so he eventually got expelled from 
Biwa High. And mum said, I've had enough. Go and live with dad. Dad was living at Kiwana. So he enrolled in Kiwana School. So this was um, a, a pre-engagement meeting. So the principal said, okay, look, we'll agree to take you in as long as you commit to spending an hour a week with Chappie. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, I don't want to do this. I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, I'm, I've got qualifications, but I'm not a psychologist or a counsellor or this sort of thing. So I, I sat down with this kid the first time and I said, hey, uh, tell me your story. And then, uh, oh, I do this and that and blah, blah, blah. And, okay, thanks. I'll see you next week. He's gone, is that all? I said, yeah, yeah. So next week he comes along. I said, I heard your story last week. Let me tell you mine. So I shared my story. And uh, yeah, that's okay. See, the weeks went by and by and by. And I started to talk to him about purpose. What's, what's your purpose in life? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? Oh, it doesn't matter what I want to be. No one ever listens to me. Me, 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 me. No one loves me. Mum's kicked me out. Dad hates me. He's got me sleeping in the garage. You know, all this stuff. And I said, you know, there's someone that loves you. I said, God loves you. God's got a plan for you, just like he had a plan for me. See, schools are funny places. I'm not allowed to share the gospel with people as in the gospel. But I can show Jesus Christ through my life and my example. So when someone asks me about God, I can talk to them about God. I can talk to them about Christ if they ask me. So he starts asking me questions as the months go by. And then now it's three years later and it's year 12 graduation. No one thought this kid had a chance of getting through. But I supported him. I talked with his teachers about changing lesson plans and setting a a, a school plan for him and I mediated when he had dramas with teachers and stuff. For three years, this went on. So then graduation comes and he's gone, Chappie, I want, I want you to come to graduation to see me graduate. I said, yeah, I'd love to. I said, on the proviso that you go to this youth group. You're just In my head, I'm thinking a bit of give and take, you know. And then he... You know, the week after, he's come back and he said, Chappie said, um, all this stuff you've been talking about, God, it's real, isn't it? I said, of course it's real. I said, why do you say that? He said, well, I went to this youth group on, on Friday night and they were talking about God and Jesus and stuff. And, and I started to listen to what they were saying. And it's real, isn't it? And I said, yeah, yeah, it's real. You know, he came back the next week and said, you know, Chappie, he said, I've become a Christian. I gave my heart to Jesus last Sunday in front of the whole church. I've given my life to Jesus. And this was about two weeks before his graduation. You know who he brought? All these kids get dressed up and they bring a girl and turn up in a limousine. He brought his youth pastor to his graduation. And I went, wow, that's, that's amazing, you know. How, nice to meet you and everything. And I'm so proud of you. And... He got up and, and says his little thing at um, um, graduation. He said, I want to thank Chappie 
for just being there for me and all this right through the last three years and I've, <laughs> I've got tears in my eyes and, and um, you know, I was at a Christmas um, function not last year, the year before and I've come out of the, the dinner and I'm walking up Ocean Street in Maroochydore and I've heard this, Chappy! I've turned around and here's this kid's come running across the street, dragging this girl with him, come running across the street. He said, Chappy, Chappy, I want, to meet, I want you to meet my fiancé. We're getting married. We're expecting a child, which I didn't. We're going to have a baby. I've got a job. I'm working as an uh, apprentice plumber or painter, one or the other. And he said, it's all because of you. And I went, no, it's not. I said, I don't, I don't do anything. It's because of God. It's because of what Christ did in my life and changed my life that's helped me to change whoever I come in contact with. You know, sometimes it's as simple as sitting down and praying. And I encourage you, open your heart, spend some time in prayer and just listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying and then be obedient Sometimes he'll take you places that you don't want to go and get you to do things you don't want to do. But if we're obedient, God commands a blessing. It says obedience brings blessing. Obedience is better than sacrifice, it says. So church, I just want to encourage you. Thank you for your support for chaplaincy at Kiwana and Bedina and what you do in the community. This church just, I'm amazed at how much I feel loved by this part of the body of Christ. So, Donnie, thank you so much. And um, can I pray for the church? Father God, I just thank you right now for, for this church. Kiwana Life. It brings life. It brings life into this community where the enemy comes to bring destruction and death, it says Jesus Christ came to bring life and life more abundantly. And this is a church of abundant life. Lord, I thank you so much. I ask that you would bless each and every person here and whoever's uh, getting this on live stream. Father God, I pray that you would bless them. Bless them, Father God. Bless Donnie and his family and his new daughter-in-law to be or son-in-law to be, son-in-law. Maybe that's prophetic. Maybe there's another daughter-in-law, I don't know. But Father, just bless each and every one here. Lord, I pray for their health. I pray for prosperity. Whatever they put their hand to would prosper. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen. Thank you so much.